1: What's up everybody and welcome to this brand new spoiler review for what if season 2 episode 9 here uh on this special episode of geek bites brought to you by the geek buddies <laughs> hey. yeah. what a finale we have here what if strange supreme intervened very simple title But, wow, what it led to here in this particular finale. Going to be interesting to talk about it with you guys, hear what you think about the plot, about the way this all went down. But so much to get into here in this one. And we're also going to stick around to the end because we're also going to talk about that uh, special thing three minutes of preview they dropped a scene from a uh, from season three that we're going to talk about from what if season three if you guys haven't seen it we'll put the link in the description so you can watch it before you hear that part of our discussion here but uh let's introduce ourselves i'm the outlaw john roker writer producer and host here on the geek buddies
2: i am michael vogel writer and producer of animated tv shows and movies and this is
3: shannon mcclung i'm a television actor and an animation writer and after this episode boy do i have a whole lot of puns ready That's for sure, this one uh, once again directed by
1: Brian Andrews, written by Matthew Chauncey. Here, Strange Supreme enlists enlists the help of Captain Carter to help him stop Kahori from stopping him, feeding heroes and villains or universe killers into something called the Forge, so he can resurrect his universe and be with Christine again or save Christine. Captain Carter joins with Kahori to take down Supreme, and he sacrifices himself at the last second so his universe can be reborn. But without him in it, the Watcher and Peggy take the scenic route home. And we end with the shot of the Loki world tree with the branch timelines. It's really interesting. But within the episode, we get to see Zombie Scarlet Wish, the 1602 Avengers, the Infinity Armor, Hella, Wenwu, uh, Atarax, Searcher, Cowboy Loki, the All Father Thor Sword, Infinite, Infinite Killmonger, a Lord, uh, Lord of the Rings reference, for God's sakes, uh, and the full demonic form of Strange Supreme. So, Michael, your overall thoughts on this one. What did you think of this finale for uh, What If Season 2?
2: I mean, from an animation standpoint, it was a hell of a finale. I mean, that was just yeah. like a ton of fun. You know, it's not the most involved story. It wasn't anything earth shattering, but it was a pretty simple story. Strange is like, Peggy, I need your help. He lies to her. She finds out from Kahori what's really going on. Good to go. And you just get like literally about 15 to 20 minutes of solid action.
1: Yeah. Sorry about uh, that. I hit the sound cue button on accident. I apologize. Go ahead. No, dude. no, no. I
2: saw what was happening. I was going to let that slide. I was going to let it slide. So no, if I'm at fault, I'll admit it. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, but no, but just like, you know, literally just being able to see epic Marvel action with pretty much every Marvel villain that you could think of, every Marvel uh, artifact Infinity stones, Thor's hammer, uh, Hela's helmet, like just kind of a let's let loose and have fun with absolutely everything because we have two sort of multiversal beings that are kind of beyond any one universe. So let's really let them cut loose and see what, well three with Gahori and really see what they can do. So I, I thought it was a ton of fun. Uh, a visual feast for the eyes, kind of Marvel What If going, hey, we saw what Sony did with, uh, with Spider-Verse. Let's do kind of our version of that on a smaller scale in this uh, in his epic Sanctorum.
1: Yeah, uh, Shannon. some people I've seen online making it seem like this is their soft launch or soft attempt at a secret wars kind of crossover type of thing to put the idea in people's heads. And certainly me watching the episode, we'll talk about the story in a little bit, but more over it's for me, it was like a comic book lover's dream. Panels upon panels of all the different heroes and villains from different universes fighting each other, nerding out and picking out certain things and certain artifacts and certain characters that don't. I mean, we get a Hulk, some some sort of Hulk strange variant, which is so interesting to see. It's what did you think?
2: Actually, Thor Hulk Thor Hulk variant. Oh,
1: Okay, There it goes, a Thor Hulk variant. Uh, What did you think about this episode, Janet?
3: I would have called it MacGuffin stuffin because there was so much stuff in the episode. And even though it might not have been an earth shattering story, it was a potentially universe shattering episode. Sure. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was, I thought it was super fun. I really, really enjoyed it. And it's definitely the type of episode that you'll be able to go back and pause and and oh, look yeah. for all the things that, that are popping in. I mean, again, with Peggy Carter being sort of our de facto lead of the series with, uh, you know, the character you all were referring to, I wasn't familiar with the name. I, I thought that was Dark Door Strange, um, but you know, having those two as basically our 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 leads of the episode, him being like a solid supporting player throughout all of this, um, I thought it kind of wrapped. They they could conceivably end the show here. I mean, it it kind of wrapped everything up really really nicely. But I'm glad that it's not the end and that we are going to get to see more.
1: Yeah, we're definitely going to talk about that Season 3 sneak peek later on in this review. Michael, I'll go back to you on this. What did you think about the story here with Doctor Strange, apparently consumed by his grief yet again, even though at the end of Season 1 it seemed like he'd put that to bed and he was back in a good place and everyone was cool. Here he is bringing Captain Carter. Think he can play on her grief to help him commit something evil against Kahori here and satisfy his own desire to be with Christine did you buy this and then by the end, all the battles here and at the end, it's Captain Carter who is the one being good and being morally, just a morally sound person who brings out the, for, for a few seconds that hero within Strange to stop Demon Strange in essence from coming back and fighting all over again and sacrificing themselves to make this universe happen. Did you enjoy the story? Did you like the story or does it have some flaws Did you feel it's a little too lightweight for such a finale?
2: um no like i said i think you know you have to make your choice of what you want a finale to be if you Mm -hmm. want to go really big into an epic character story and really involved and really detailed you're probably going to sacrifice some action and if you want to go for an all-out action finale you probably want to have kind of a streamlined story and they Mm -hmm. definitely were like let's go for an action finale and i think they totally succeeded that being said I totally buy it. I mean, I think, A, I love that this version of Dr. Strange is consumed by losing Christine Mm -hmm. and he is facing off against Peggy Carter, who, as we have seen multiple times in this series, loses Steve over and over and over again, but always accepts it for the greater good. Uh, and I think, you know, Peggy's always going to do the right thing. And I think the reason I buy it with Dr. Strange is it's kind of like pick any member of the Illuminati. Uh, From the comics, not from the shitty movie. Um, But like, you know, Tony Stark, Stephen Strange, Henry McCoy, even Professor X, sometimes even Reed Richards. Like, there are a bunch of very, very smart dudes in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that sometimes are a little too smart for their own good and think that they can do whatever they want uh and and stephen strange definitely falls into that category so even though yes at the end of season one he learned his lesson he's been spending a lot of time alone in that big old multiversal uh sanctorum that he built for himself and he's gonna get consumed with stuff he he it's i was just re-watching age of ultron the other day and it's the hmm. tony stark thing tony stark believes that the rules don't necessarily apply to him because he's smart enough and that's why he builds ultron this version of doctor strange is like i get it but now that i've understood the multiverse you know what i can probably bring back christine i'm really smart i can do it and yeah. that is just inherent in that as much as peggy or steve will always make the sacrifice dr strange will almost always go yeah i'm probably smart enough to do this let me ask you one more thing oh no actually
1: i'll swing back around uh, and ask you but uh, shannon what did you think about the story here overall did it work for you do you think it wasn't a bit flimsy or did you feel that it had enough strength to carry through with all the action that was surrounding it throughout the finale
3: Well, I think the strength of it really rests in the season one finale, because I don't think it's so much that Strange turned over a new leaf and was kind of like, all right, uh, you know, this is what I need to do. I think he was more resigned to his fate Mm, that this is this is what happened. The watchers telling me I got to watch over these two, these two, two, you know, little, little, uh, uh, two little villains who would like to take over the universe. And as he starts to collect more and more of them, like, huh? maybe, maybe there is a way, maybe there is a way. And I think as Vogel already said, being by himself and taking what was basically a destroyed universe and building this palatial residence for himself populated with all of these guys, all of these gals that could, that could potentially help him recreate a world that's for me, that makes total sense in that character. I mean, everything that even MCU main MCU strange has done, leads us to believe that that he's like yeah I can probably I can probably do this. Yeah. So even though I mean I do agree that within the confines of the episode it may have been a little light because we were going for a lot of spectacle, I think oh as you look at the series overall, I think the I think it's a it's a little heavier than people might realize on a first watch.
1: Yeah, I think that's a fair point. And I, also they didn't make a massive deal of weaving these episodes together in this particular season. Whereas last season It seemed like slowly but surely they were putting something together. This was more alluded to. There were certain scenes, but it wasn't really made a big deal. And then, boom, we lead to this finale, and this is what the finale we get. And by the way, I can understand that. Certainly, people we've seen we've seen people go a little stir crazy, you know, being locked away for COVID. We saw how some people (laughs) reacted. We all lived it. We all lived it. We we know. Exactly. So we know how you can be a little nuts and one, and what happens when you remove yourself from a little human connection, how you can start to see people as pawns or see things as objectives and not really fully human or fully their own species. And so you do the things that you do. And I think this is an excellent point you bring up earlier, Michael. I mean, this idea that there's quite a number of people in the Marvel universe who are heroes, but certainly kind of break the rules when it's convenient for them because of their yeah. power or their overwhelming belief that they're Points of views are correct from Tony Stark to Doctor Strange to Captain America to others to Wanda. You know, they do certain things when they have the power to violate certain ethics, morals or codes simply because they need to have their needs satisfied or they think they're doing the right thing. And so it's a good exploration that Heroes is about decisions and choices, no matter what your motivation is. And at the end, Strange Supreme or Dark Door Strange certainly makes a heroic moment by stopping the demon from coming out fully again and sacrificing himself. So there is still here and I would argue that Strange because let's move to this because the bringing in Cahor- or bringing in Captain Carter to fight Kahori it seemed like a misstep by Strange because we know she's morally sound. She's not going to make these sacrifices. Certainly we have the moment where she says, "I wouldn't do this for Steve and Steve wouldn't ask me to do this." Essentially and anyway, Christine wouldn't want you to do this. And her teaming up with Kahori here against Strange Shannon, what did you think about the Kahori and um, and uh, Peggy Carter team up here against Dr. Strange, how they worked together uh, and how things progressed throughout this finale?
3: I thought it was super solid. And I think the, I think the reason maybe Strange underestimated Peggy's resolve is because Strange never really got to know Kahori. And I didn't really think that these two were going to hash it out and have a conversation that Strange is going to be able to dangle this carrot of, I'm going to be able to do this and send you home yeah. and that C- Peggy's just going to be kind of like of one mind. Like I just want to get home. Um, having tra having traversed so many different timelines now that she, you know, ultimately she just wants to get home. So I thought the, the partnership worked, worked really well. And, you know, you could definitely make the argument. Are there other characters that could have fulfilled that void? Yeah, maybe. Hmm. Um, but I thought in terms of this dynamic in this episode, I thought the two of them together worked excellently.
1: Yeah, and maybe that's why Strange brings Peggy Carter and Kahori because he maybe knows way in the back of his mind, even though he's taken over by the demon, that these two people could possibly stop him from doing what he's doing. You can read that into it. I'm not saying it is there, but you could. Uh, she, Mike, what do you think of this team up? You think how they used Kahori here and how they work together, her and Peggy, to lead to the finale where they uh, take out uh, Strange Supreme?
2: Well, I, I mean, I think in to, doc, to Dr. Strange's defense, anytime we've seen two dude heroes in the Marvel Universe... Mm have a misunderstanding, whether that be Thor and Iron Man in Avengers or Bucky and uh, T'Challa in Civil War, they fight for a really long time before they actually have a conversation and figure (laughs) things out dudes are gonna dude so right. i think in dr strange like he all he really needed was a little bit of bait to like lure Kahori out and then he could pull her back in right. i think he was like look they're probably gonna fight for like at least a few minutes and then they're not gonna talk <laughs> he wasn't counting on and we and and this is actually built for the little bit that we know about Kahori yeah. when she showed up in spain and went to queen isabella she was like we should be we should work together we should yeah. be at peace like she didn't come in all hot yeah and so she fights with peggy carter and they have a little bit of a tussle and then she grabs that shield and she's like i'm not your enemy what did he yeah. say to you like she cuts right to the meat of it she's not like who are you are you working for him there's a thousand different ways that scene can go where there's like the bigger misunderstanding right. and strange could have slipped right in but Kahori did what we already know i do have a question about Kahori, and i want to sure. get your guys take on this um are her and her tribe immortal yes I feels like they are yeah, um, right because like what? because like where we when we go to their world we're what well past 19 we're, we're, we're past World War One yes World War Two yeah. World War Two sorry World War Two um we're past World War Two and Red Skull has won so right she's been that for like that's just who her and her tribe are kind of immortal right. because of this space stone
1: right because the target okay. is the same right and and they were yeah, saying yeah. And they were saying when they in that episode that they are timeless and that they will live forever at this age. It seemed to imply that they are immortal in the, in the episode. That, I, so I was yeah.
2: wondering. I thought that was only like when they were in. Oh, in the sky. The place. Right. Clearly I was wrong. But like I was like it, it took me a minute. I was like, oh, OK. Yeah. Um, I actually really want to know more about their world and how everything happened, which I guess is a good thing. But yeah. But yeah. to to answer your question, I think that that's where I feel like it worked because I think Peggy Carter being who she is and Kahori being who she is. Yeah. I love that they just got to the meat of it right away. And they're like, oh, yeah. Game recognized game. We're good people. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I enjoyed their team up. I thought uh, Debrae Jacobs and Haley Outwell do a nice job going back and forth. Again, I don't know if they're in the same booth or recording separately. Both things can happen. But I liked their uh, chemistry here with each other and the way they played off of each other, worked with each other, called out each other's moments. Hey, do this. You do this. I'll do this. Like they had nice chemistry in the battle, which I think worked. I and mean, you got to have that. It's only a half an hour episode. You're not. You can't extend it out longer than that. Uh, so I liked that. But I will bring up something uh, to ask you guys, and and I might get in trouble for this, but. You know, if you're looking at it from a Kahori point of view, if you're looking at it from a person who's indigenous, you're seeing Kahori helping uh, the white woman achieve power, helping the white woman achieve this thing. And instead of her coming to the forefront, she's helping Captain Carter here succeed and fight and go. So I'm just saying from a certain point of view, you could see it that way. Do you think that's um, a bit of a detriment to this uh, finale? Or do you think that's kind of a a nonsense argument to make? Because I did see some people making that on social media it seemed like it was a shared goal from my point of view <laughs> well she gets captain carter gets the stones captain carter gets the death helmet captain carter gets the asgard sword the mid uh, the all-father sword or whatever so she gets the bigger weapons but uh, i mean he got, uh, got me got the
2: 10 rings and Mjolnir. and Mjolnir. so
1: yeah yeah so i'm just saying i'm throwing it out there i'm, I'm not saying I, I, here, i'm just saying i could see that point of view if and if i do not agree with i
2: it. mean look i could be obtuse about it but you are not wrong like there was a point in the episode where i was like i mean peggy carter's definitely the lead here and Kahori is like you know you know working to the side and doing the stuff but i do think by the end of it they balance it out there's probably yeah. a couple moments if you were going to be very hypersensitive to that yeah. there's probably a couple moments right there in the middle uh i mean it's an easy thing for peggy to say you know should who i mean i this would get very talky but yeah. after killmonger it's like well who should get the stones and Kahori can be like i'm basically made of an infinity stone why don't you take these it's probably going to keep you safe like there's plan. little ways that you could have really mitigated yeah. it but there was a point in the middle where i was like mm. but but to shannon's point by the end it really was a team up i mean yeah. you i don't think that Kahori. you can argue that Kahori was helping peggy beat strange but you can also say that peggy was fighting strange so that Kahori could portal everybody home That's true. and once they divvied out the weapons at the end yeah. sure peggy had hella's helmet peggy, she had a lot of stuff but Kahori was kicking ass with those 10 yeah. rings i mean Hard i think they both they did even them out it, we wouldn't it wasn't like if peggy had the hammer the helmet the 10 rings the right, infinity right. stones and Kahori was like what else can i get you Sure, but they really did even it out there by the end. Or if it was Peggy constantly
1: saving her, I think that would have been a bad move as well. So yeah, it's a good point. So just wanted to bring that up for a quick discussion. All right, so Shannon, go back to you. Action sequences and cameos. Anything stood out to you in terms of the battle sequences, the way it was choreographed, seeing all these uh, quote-unquote universe killers and heroes battling each other? Uh, Anything uh, strike you as a comic book nerd fan and anything uh, strike you or stand out to you in terms of the battle sequences and the fights?
3: So love that Rocket showed up, albeit mm. for a very brief moment. I'm glad that we got a, a Rocket cameo. I mean, by the end, when Peggy does have that sword and she's going up against Demon Strange, that's literally a knight fighting a dragon, mm. um, which I thought was a really nice, a really nice visual. And I'm glad that Hella showed up <laughs> and <laughs> that when she's being sucked in and she throws the crown and says "Give them yeah. hell," what I really wanted her to say was "Give them hell, Met. Because I felt like it was Holy right, shit. it was right there, no. and they didn't do it. I'm, I'm I, in my head. In my head, canon. She that is what she said, but she had oh been taken out at that point. I will not apologize. <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay.
1: Michael <sighs> what stood out to you in terms of the cameos and the fight sequences.
2: I don't know. It's going to take me a minute to get past that. <laughs> um, well, what, here, what, what really stood out to me is. So when you're doing CG animation and you're doing a big animation sequence, there's two things. Like we talked about this a little bit the other day. One is assets, like just having characters, like who can you use, who can you use? Now, they very smartly with this, aside from a couple uh, exceptions, reused everything they could. Like they just went into the banks of seasons one and season two and said, who's already built? throw yep. them in there uh to give us as much as possible and then have a few kind of unique cameos like folk or cowboy loki but even just having that number of characters on screen in cg like the rendering time alone like it's it's a big undertaking like this was a very very big big episode and so i thought just from a technical standpoint it was really impressive like they were really like let's just fucking go for broke um I thought the cameos were all super fun. Like I said, it was very it was very uh, Spider-Verse to me. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, it said, oh, there's a Cowboy Loki. Oh, there's a this, there's a there's a, a Hulk Thor, there's this and that. And I thought it was really fun, but also I liked sort of the, it wasn't just a free-for-all mess for 20 minutes. Right. Like you had sort of the big antechamber when Peggy freed everybody. You got to see a bunch of stuff going on and it was chaos. Yeah. They sort of got out, okay, whew, we got out of there. Oh no it's the zombies from season one, it's Wanda. You had a little Wanda versus Gahori thing going on. Then you get Hela coming in, you get Surtur coming in. Like it was, it's sort of built and then it was Thanos and then it was Killmonger and then it was this. And so there was, it really did feel like there was that rising action to it. Um, And then I thought at the end, the moment where all of the, you know, universe killers and heroes, who were all falling to their doom kind of recognized what was going on and threw their weapons to Peggy and Kahori yeah. as the one oh, like great. that was a very satisfying moment i was like okay yeah. that's awesome and it's like you know nothing is ever going to quite beat cap picking up thor's hammer yeah. in endgame like it's kind of one of the all-time great moments of the mcu but this was on a smaller scale uh kind of that same thing like kahori got that that hammer and i'm like yep she's worthy You know, like, it's just like seeing all of those things come together. You're like, okay, that's pretty fucking awesome. And I will say Peggy Carter grabbing all of the infinity stones in one hand and going full infinity punch that was pretty <laughs> fucking great infinity punch is my new favorite move
1: and grabbing shannon's heart by saying fits like a glove yeah oh. And yeah, there you go that worked that should work as well <laughs> I, I really lo- listen to me you i there are certain things that when you really take advantage of animation i am a hundred percent a thousand percent on board and i thought the fight sequences here were incredible i was pausing Almost every few seconds to see who I'm seeing here, we got Proxima Midnight, Corvus Glaive was in this thing, we got a scroll in this thing, Evil Howard the Duck was in one of those uh, containers, so there was a lot here that I really enjoyed, and then when we got to Zombie Scarlet Witch, I was like, hell yes, let's have this. Because uh, that zombies uh, series is supposedly still coming. We'll see if it happens. Uh, and then, as you said, Michael, which I thought was really smart, it was video gaming. You're essentially leveling up. Every level, there's a new villain. Okay, here we go. Thanos. We've been teasing Thanos. Guess what? Trick. It's ultimate Killmonger. And then just her, like, slapping him, snapping him out. And putting him, and guess what? It doesn't destroy him. He just becomes Killmonger again. And yeah. so he keeps fighting. So I thought, and using the dragon from Shang-Chi, all those things worked really well in keeping you excited and interested in what was going on. And then we get to the final battle. I thought the final battle worked so well. And you were right. The way, first of all, I was thinking to myself, geez, they, they, somebody's got to say something, Being yanked up and down like this.
2: Oh my God. It was like writing Guardians Breakout at California Adventure. It was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. They're going up and down and up and down. <laughs> and Hela was the one that was like, come on.
1: You heard her say, like, come on. Like, kind of you know, start to say this stuff. But then her throwing the helmet was something I did not anticipate at all genius. What a great, great situation to see them all throwing the weapons. Makes sense. How are you going to beat someone like this who's maybe thought out all the 14 million ways you can win this battle? Oh, throw this, which he did not expect. And then having the, in the end, uh, nice allusion to Lord of the Rings researcher and Gandalf falling down. It was essentially him battling his demons. And of course, a message battling your demons, that thing of over, you can still be heroic. Even though you have demons, even though you have things that can consume you, you can still be heroic. There is a chance to step out of those demons or fight those demons and win. And so um, I thought that was a nice little kind of subtle message there at the end with, with what it was. So, and speaking of the end, uh, Michael, I go back to you on this. What did you think of this ending, man? The life tree from season two, Watcher essentially saying, hey, do you want to be my partner? It seems like she, he's maybe inferring here. Will we get Peggy and... The Watcher now partnering, walking through season three. I don't know. What did you think of this, ending?
2: Um, I don't know. Maybe we will. I mean, maybe Peggy is going to take the roundabout way. Uh, it'll drive some people crazy on the internet. But sure. maybe Peggy's going to take the roundabout way and become more of just a multiversal traveler on her way back to hang out with Natasha and go on their road trip to find Steve. But uh, I dug it. I also... And not for nothing, you know, one yeah. of the big things as we've been talking for the past several months about what's been going wrong with Marvel is that interconnectedness isn't there. Now, I don't think that this all of a sudden means that the Watcher and Peggy and uh, Loki, the god of all time, is go- are going to team up for anything, yeah. but just seeing them walk to the tree that we just saw at yeah. the end of Loki season two I was like this is the Marvel I love this is the Marvel that's firing on all cylinders they looked at the calendar they said this is when Loki ends this is when what it ends. this should be the last shot this tree is important and you know and this is a dangerous thing from a storytelling standpoint but it's like also kind of fun like I love that just like in the Marvel comics or after years and years of stories we now have certain characters uh, Doctor Strange is now gone. Uh, Strange yeah. Supreme, Dark Tor Strange for Shannon. Um, but Peggy Carter, Loki, these yeah. characters that have like been pulled out of time and have had these cosmic, multiversal, outside-of-the-universe adventures that are now almost godlike in the way that they experience. But we've gone with them on the journey. It's just really, really fun.
1: Yeah. What do you think the finale here, uh, Shannon? What stood out to you? Uh, did you like it?
3: Yeah, I did. I did. One, I thought it was appropriate that the lights have finally gone out for Dark Door Strange. Oh boy! Uh, but yeah, I mean, basically seeing that tree and seeing the the green light of Loki emanating from it that that does confirm that that interconnective the the interconnectedness of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. When I was at work yesterday, I was just killing some time. Looking at YouTube old YouTube trailers and one of them that popped up was Multiverse of Madness. Mm. And I was like, man, like even in the trailer, like the acknowledgement of WandaVision when she says to Strange, um, I was I was wondering when you were gonna show up. And he's like, I'm not here about Westview. And it's like, ah God, that that part you had, that part you got oh, so yeah. right. Yeah. And you know, here's hoping that this little bit of a uh, hiatus they've been able to take as a result of strikes that they are able to sort of um realign realign a little bit and really um really uh uh focus on the things that made us love the first three phases in these next three phases
1: i agree we capture that marvel magic yeah let's go and recapture it i agree i loved the ending and i like the idea that her being a companion with the watcher because i love Haley atwell's captain carter i know some people have issues with it but i don't care i love her as a character and i think her and jeffrey wright have nice chemistry going in so i'm excited to see them and uh, see what they're going to do in episode three or season three rather and speaking of season three uh shannon i go to you first on this what a uh, what a quick three minute uh, w- uh sample we got here a preview we got uh for season three this first look here it featured bucky barnes red guardian ranger morales uh and bill foster Bill Foster, clearly Lawrence Fishburne, Ranger Morales, I think, is America Ferreira. Uh, Red Guardian being David Harbour. And, of course, Sebastian Stan there is Bucky Barnes.
3: What did you think about uh, this uh, little clip that we got here? This really addressed the one critique that I had for season two of What If? was yeah. not using more of phase four. Because despite the fact that it was oh, a yeah. little bit of a mixed bag, there are some things that really, really worked in it. I mean, I think the only phase four character we got, correct me if I'm wrong, was Win Wu um Mm. so the idea that they are using red guardian that there are there 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 is still some great stuff on the table you know we've got yelena belova we've got kate bishop um there are characters that you can use you've got kamala khan Mm. so the the uh pairing up of the two of them of red guardian and winter soldier 100% 100% makes sense yeah. in that they are both Russian assets but then watching their approach I mean that Red Guardian ultimately is still always going to be a very very funny character and listening to David Harbour slip out of his Russian accent into this way over the top <laughs> oh, yeah. American accent it was just really really funny and again I didn't know we were getting a season three I thought yeah. we ended with uh, him say or with a Peggy Carter saying hey let's take the scene am like that's a great satisfying end of that series so this was this was a a treat to know that a third season is coming
1: yeah and this was supposedly an episode they were considering for season two but then didn't do it so this is a smaller uh sample of it of what's coming in season three what do you think of this uh first trailer or first look rather here michael
2: um yeah i thought it was fun. i mean first of all we did get melina uh rachel vice uh as well so we did get that character this season uh so we did get the red room and and, but but that being said your point is still the same like i think there's a lot of fun phase four stuff that we could have used i'd love to see a what if wandavision episode where it just kind of really focused on a different version of like that but Mm -hmm. so i think they have a lot of opportunity i agree with you that even though phase four is very wonky and phase five is wonky there's there is some good stuff in there overall uh i thought it was fun i yeah i was clearly this is something they were considering for season two because they had it so finished in its completion. So they were like, "Eh, let's just throw that out there to remind everybody we got a season three coming. But I thought it was fun. And I'm like Shannon, I kind of thought maybe this was a two seasons and then they're moving on to other stuff. I'm happy they're continuing with it because Mm -hmm. these nine days have been fun. They've made me sort of jazzed about Marvel a little bit. So it's a good way to end it. And uh, a good way to end the year uh, gives me a little bit of hope for the future of the MCU. Um, And it gives me hope for the future of MCU animation, because what if being their one animated uh, series that they've had so far, they've really knocked it out of the park. The writers, the directors, the entire team really knows what Marvel fans enjoy. You can tell that they also are Marvel fans and they're giving the show that little bit of extra love. So this is a sign of what's to come From Marvel animation on Disney plus yay season three and yay for Marvel zombies and all the other stuff they've announced that we'll see when X-Men 97 like I'm excited to see all of it
1: yeah absolutely look I loved season two I really enjoyed it I know some people I've seen online haven't felt it was as interconnected as they wanted to be I didn't care I really enjoyed it I had a lot of fun with it and this season three trailer got me even more excited to see season three seeing the humor back seeing Bill Foster back which is great seeing Ranger Morales moved in here now we've got uh you know because i sent i sent i imagine she's more alice's mom so she's coming in here as being a part of this that so now you're weaving in stuff from spider-verse which i think is so smart so to me this all was a fun kind of clip to get us excited for what was coming in season three so very happy with it overall okay gentlemen we got to wrap up here any final thoughts on the season or final thoughts on what if i feel like michael you laid yours out or and shannon do you have anything more you want to add
3: no, just a delightful way to end the year. Something to take us from Christmas to New Year's. This was a lot of fun.
1: It was, and gentlemen, I, from my own personal point of view, this was a blast to do with you guys every day, coming in and talking about it. You guys are the animation experts. I am very much a novice, so I always appreciate uh, and to listen to you guys' uh, analysis and and uh, points of views on all this. So. It's been a blast, gentlemen. Thank you very much for agreeing to do this because I know you both are busy men as I am. Um, all right, well, there you go. Uh, that's our uh, spoiler review here for season two, episode nine of uh, What If. Thank you all so much for joining us on this journey. If you have watched all nine of these that we've done, we or eight, I guess, because we combined a couple episodes, we appreciate you all hanging out with us and doing so. We also wish you all a very, very happy and safe new year
3: shannon what else do we have to tell yeah i'd like to follow us on social media on twitter it's at geek underscore buddies on instagram at the underscore geek underscore buddies if you'd like to follow me on social media on twitter it's at shannon underscore mcclung on instagram at shannon the geek buddy if you would like to follow mr vogel it is at mk tune if you would like to follow mr roca it is at the roca says
2: like you Um, If, like Peggy Carter, you are a fan of geeky movies, then we are the place for you. And here's what you can do for us. You can smash that like button below. You can subscribe to Johnny's Outlaw Nation page. Leave your comments below. What did you think of What If Season 2? What are you hopeful for in What If Season 3? Let us know below. If you're listening to us on a podcast, leave us some comments and stars so we go up in the rankings. And as always, the best thing you can do is retweet this video, post it on your socials, send it to your friends, and tell them to hang out with your buddies, the Geek Buddies. That's
1: right. There you go. And of course, for the three of us, we wish you a happy new year again. And hey, if it gets tough for you, if it gets hard for you, we know what the holidays are like. Put on the Geek Buddies. We guarantee you make it we will make you smile. We'll make you laugh and we'll take your mind off stuff and hopefully we'll help you get through some tough periods and tough moments. So uh, use us as a resource, whether on podcast or here on the YouTube channel. All right. Take care of yourselves. Be well. And we'll talk to you next time with another brand new spoiler review episode or just episode here of the Geek Bites from the Geek. (gasps) Buddies!
3: <gasps>
2: hey!
3: Give him a helmet.